What's good? Mm. I what think. Up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think. Yeah, um, well, what's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all feeling? Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I just want to say while we're live that I just listened to um, the What's Happening website, and, or mm-hmm. the website, the What's Happening podcast with Archie. And they called us out for having the longest podcast name there is. But he fucking got it right, though. But Brad <laughs> correctly said our long-ass podcast name, so I just... <laughs> Want to let First that be known, <laughs> but people keep getting confused. Unapologetically black is just the name of the podcast. Everything else is like the slogan. Tagline. Like they they want to say the whole thing. Like no pimp. This was just unapologetically black. black. Slick back. <laughs> Two words. You know what I'm saying? And it's English. Unlike what's happening, <laughs> Brad. How are you from the south going to criticize that? What's happening? No, I'm not criticizing it. That's very, very good English, actually. <laughs> very good English. I understood every part of it. I even knew how to spell it when they said it. I automatically knew how to spell it. <laughs> like, I didn't I'm even, dead. I didn't even ask. Like, oh, how do you spell that? Uh, what's happening? And if it wasn't spelled that way, then I was going to criticize the fact that they used that and then chose not to spell it the way. It was spelled, spelled it incorrectly. Yeah. If you put That's what's okay. happening. Like you're from fucking Canada or you know Denver or something. Why does Canada slander. <laughs> <laughs> One minute in. <laughs> fucking Canada. Anywho, how are y'all feeling? How has your week been? Um, what's good? What y'all been up to? I've been fantastic. Life has gifted me a fucking sock, and I am free from the shackles of my last job. Got two callbacks from the two jobs I already had lined up, and I'll be starting the first one tomorrow and the second one on Thursday. Well, I am so proud of you, Dobby, for being free. I'm happy you at least got that reference. Uh, <laughs> it was the prop for me, though. You had the sock ready to go. <laughs> All right, Rich, I see how you feel, but you know, for those who aren't live, how you feel? I got two middle fingers for the two bitches that chose to quit abruptly. That's what I got. Fuck y'all yeah. and your bald-headed mama. Yikes. The UNAV podcast and I support. Hope y'all slip and fall on a wet banana, on a wet banana peel. <laughs> I hope you break your butt bone, your tailbone. And not break it. That's me. I hope you bruise it really fucking bad. So anytime you sit down, you need a fucking donut. That's what I want to happen. So there we go. Other than that, week is good. Revenue is up by 12% because I'm at work all goddamn day. Um, Five-star reviews are out the goddamn wall because I'm fucking amazing with customers. Uh, You know, so other than that and the two bald-headed bitches that chose to leave, (laughs) yes, that's why I called y'all bald-headed biatches. You don't want pepper and a little bit of humility on that one or not? No, fuck them. There's no humility on nothing. Don't give me, don't, don't look. I don't mind people quitting abruptly, right? Really don't give a damn because I've done it before. So I understand it. They're like, you know what? This just ain't for me. Boom, done. What I dislike is the, yeah, I'm going to leave on Friday and your bitch ass leave on Monday. And then you told me you was going to leave on Friday. Say, so say the previous Friday, you say, you know what? Hey, Rich, this job ain't for me. I'm going to be gone next Friday. Cool. I left you alone. I let you work. I fucking pay you. 
And then I schedule your bitch ass until Friday. I didn't schedule you past Friday. As a matter of fact, I didn't even schedule on Friday. I gave you the Thursday so you can have a whole Friday off. And you leave on Monday. Fuck y'all. All right. I didn't get planned. <laughs> I was supposed to go home, see my kids, go to school, come back, and work. Nope. And then what really pissed me off, see, I'm going to tangent for a little bit. This go is, for it. This is about white people, okay? What really pissed me off is that there were four white people at this store before I got there. Now, mind you, I get there, I buy the store, I get there, and I automatically give raises. I didn't ask nobody's name. I didn't ask how long they've been there. I didn't ask none of that. I said, what's the starting pay rate wage? They said $10. Fuck it. Make it $13. Whatever number you're at right now, add $3 to it. That's what you're making now. That's what I did. Yeah, I'd be happy. I came in and did that. Then out of nowhere, not any other store, just Columbus, the whitest of my white stores. One by one, it's just magic. It's like the motherfuckers had a meeting, and then all of a sudden, they quitting. Oh no! Nah, see, oh, uh, I, I, you know, I need more flexibility. Bitch, you work two days out the week. You work Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. Sunday, the mall is only open from twelve to six, six hours. You work Saturday and Sunday, and you need more flexibility. Bye bye, but I almost I about punched that bitch in the throat. And I know I'm saying bitch a lot. I'm sorry, baby, but I'm gonna keep saying because it made me mad. But <laughs> and, and then so fat dude, he leave, right? He's supposed to again filter, and damn it. He's filter. supposed to leave damn on it. the 30th. He said, I'm gonna leave July 30th. Put it up on the screen. This motherfucker leaves on the 21st after I show up, right? I show up, I go get some lunch. I say, look, I'm gonna go get some lunch. He come back. Waddling his big ass down the goddamn hallway, talking about, oh, uh, emergency, my son is sick or whatever. I need to go to the hospital. Hey, cool, no problem, bro. Go take care of the kids. You good. Come the next day. Luckily, I just went to the store because I was just there. I wasn't scheduled to go. I just showed up. It's 11:30. Store's not open. Why not? I go in, unlock it. I'm calling people. Yo, he never answered the phone. Never answered the phone. This scary bitch sent me an email. I was gonna take it down. I was gonna take it down. No, leave that up until he's bitch. He said rant over it after he goes down. Talking about oh, well, since you here now, I'ma just go ahead and not come back. Nigga, what? Then one girl thought that because he quit, she was just supposed to be like, Oh, well, since he quit, he said I could go on vacation. I'm like, well, Chris don't work here no more. So it sucks that your manager said you can go on vacation and then chose to quit. Now, anything he said before, no, no don't mean shit to me. Yo ass. Now, I'd have been I'd have been mean if I said your ass still got to work. But you know what I said? Okay, cool. He gave you the two weeks off. Take it. Come back. Bitch still want to resign. I, I don't I don't feel appreciated. You ain't done shit. Half of my negative reviews are because of you and your monotone rude assness. <laughs> That's pretty sexy. Calling me, so I'm gonna stop. It's okay. one more tease where I know I have to learn how to edit videos because, god damn it, Rich. Whatever. 
<laughs> okay, well, you guys, I started my new job. And um, today I had an onboarding meeting, right? So when mm. you hear onboarding meeting, you think they're going to talk to me. Yeah. About everything that, you know, I need to know. Um, so I get on there. It's an hour-long meeting. And they're like, <laughs> so we just want you to, you know, give us your ideas and ask us questions. And I was like, I'm running this meeting. <laughs> like, I'm running my onboarding meeting because that's essentially what happened. I did not come prepared to, <laughs> to run a meeting <laughs> on what would essentially be my first day that's not paperwork. So, um, yeah, I... Pulled some shit out my ass. Um, it was good. I even, I like, I apologized mid-conversation. I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't prepared for this to go this way. They're like, no, it's going exactly how we thought it would. And I'm like, great, because, yeah. <laughs> Jamal doesn't need to share that. Um, but that's actually a very true statement. What? Doesn't need to be on the screen. Um <laughs> I'll read it anyway. So, uh, yeah. So oh, that, wow. and then I'm getting ready for my sister's wedding next month. So I booked, finally booked my hotel room and um, my, I, I was behind the ball on a lot of things. And my sister-in-law is going to kill me because she's. Where's she at? Seattle? No, <clears throat> Seattle? no they're in Michigan. Oh. Yeah. But um, Lanaya is in no way, shape or form a bridezilla, but she is very organized. And. I straight lied to her face and said that I ordered my bridesmaid's dress well before when I had it yet. Um, so I paid for rush delivery. It will be there tomorrow. Um, I won't know if it fits until I get there well, next month. Russian, aspects of life right now. The not until September. Because, be no, because it said that it wasn't going to be there until like <clears throat> September 15th or something, unless I rushed it and rushed it, got it there by September 2nd, and it just turns out that it's before. They super rushed that month. Yeah, no, they, they, and I appreciate it. And now I wish I delivered it to myself so I could see if it fit, but I delivered it to my sister. So I will hey, Michigan, try it on away. at rehearsal. Michigan is eight hours away. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Pittsburgh's the middle point between Ohio and, and us. Four hours. Michigan over here where I'm at? Yeah, that's the only Michigan in the United States of America. Y'all Midwest states, <laughs> East states, I don't pay attention to y'all. Yes, Michigan is right above Ohio. Mm. I was right below it. So, like, coming from here, we'd have to drive. It's <clears throat> essentially four hours through Pennsylvania and then, like, maybe three hours through Pennsylvania and then, like, four hours through Ohio. And then once we get to Michigan, it's like but an hour. stopping through that. Ohio. Heard you. Got you. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see what kind of time we're making. I got you. That's gonna be like near Cleveland. So we can go to Cleveland, see what we, what's happening. <laughs> like, you know, I'll let you know what kind of time we make and we'll talk. Mm -hmm. Or <laughs> um, on the way back when y'all not rushing on the way back. Okay. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so that's been my day. It's been a good day overall. Good a good week so far. No complaints. Um, but yeah, today's episode, speaking of rich walking into all these white people and paying them an extra three dollars because ain't going ain't no slavery going down on rich's watch consider enforcing them to work exactly my bad for asking motherfuckers to do their job and work and paying them to do such and paying you to do so 
Sorry right. that I don't pay you minimum wage. That's probably what it is. When you don't pay people minimum wage, they complain. People that make minimum wage are happy that they have a job. That's, that's what I'm gonna do. That's not true. I'm gonna start making motherfuckers <laughs> work for seven dollars and twenty five cents. That's not true at all. So that they can be happy that they have a job. Do not people, you pay people salary. They don't act like they like. Oh, not, you you lucky. I'm here. No motherfucker, you lucky. I employed you. That's people that people make salary, from my experience, do the least amount of work that I've ever seen. Every so time I, I've been on salary, so I put you on minimum wage so the, that you're happy with overtime. Salary. So that you're happy with overtime. Yeah, I pay you minimum wage and then I say, I'll give you overtime. And you be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm about to work. I'm about to get these hours on minimum wage, pimp. And that's still less than what I would pay my salary person. Yeah, so speaking of slavery... Um... <laughs> you sound exactly like a slave master right now. <laughs> exactly. That was such a great segue, unintentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, today's episode is about um, slavery and if if slavery still exists in 2022, mm-hmm. in the United States specifically. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the question. Um, we all know that slavery was abolished in 1865, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In the 13th Amendment, it literally says, neither slave nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall be duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So it literally left a loophole for slavery to exist in the United States. In jail. <laughs> My right. Just in jail. There's derivatives all, all over. Much more in customer service. That's domestic servitude right there. Crap pay, shitty treatment, terrible environment. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I've had some shit fucking murder. You were just explaining how you would treat your folks. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I would treat them like restaurants. I'm going to pay you $2.15, and your customers that walk in, they're going to tip your ass. And that's how you get paid. And yeah, I see how well you work. This is why he was pitching the Uncle Ruckus show because he supports mindsets like that, y'all. No, I'm I sorry. hate that. But that's how I'm they act. I believe restaurants get away with murder. Restaurants should definitely pay you way more than two fifteen an hour and rely on the customer to pay you. Absolutely. Right, because mainly because if I'm not in the mood, to be quite honest. I might not tip you. Meh. It depends. Yeah, we know. And then it just depends on what my pockets look like. If my pockets say $30 and it's my birthday and I want to go eat a $25 meal, nah, bitch, I ain't got $5 to give you. I'm pay for this meal and I'm going to go home. I'm going to give you a high five and say thank you and I'm going to go home. Not the high five. And that's it. Don't get upset with me, the customer. Get upset with the restaurant that chose to pay you three dollars. Why can't they pay you ten dollars and then rely on tips? Why can't they pay you fifteen and don't worry about tips? You know what I'm saying? Or twenty five and not worry about tips. And then any extra tip that's made goes to the restaurant, but they pay you twenty five an hour. Maybe that. There's so many things that restaurants could do, but I feel like waitresses and certain other 
service areas, you're pissed off at the person. That's that's paying. Because some people are assholes. And some <laughs> people ask you to do the utmost work, treat them like shit. They're like, why well, I got a tip? Motherfucker, you just ask them to do all this work, run around the whole restaurant. The least you can do is give them a little bit more money. That's the well, least. You I can don't do. ask you to run around the restaurant. You don't allow me to do things. If you said, here's your Coke, I'm going to fill up my own goddamn Coke if you let me go to the Coke machine. But you won't. You say Golden Corral, what you mean? They don't let you do nothing. They, most restaurants won't let you go to your own. I will go fill up my own soda because I'd rather not wait 20 minutes for you to walk through 10 other tables to bring me a soda. I'm sorry. There's other people in the fucking restaurant, Rich. So then let me go get my own soda and I don't have to wait on you. Joe, soda out your fucking refrigerator. I'm not here to wait on other people. I'm here for my service. If you want your own service, you eat at your own house, at your own table. And your oh, own. I pay you my money to eat the food at this restaurant. If anything, I would pay the chef, the person that cooked it, not the person that brought it to me. I can go pick up my own food. That would be a disaster because... I'm not going to lie. That would be a disaster if people just walk into the kitchen and pick up their own food. 90% of the time, have no idea what the hell they're talking about or doing. But I'm just saying. All right. If, if, if I only got enough for this, then that's all I got. But that's not the topic. It's not the topic. I tried to get the topic. <laughs> that's not the topic. Any restaurant that's understaffed is a, it's a business failure on the restaurant's part. So pretty much every restaurant. Yeah, it's a business failure because that's their business. That's their business model is to understaff, pay less labor, and we know we're going to get a lot of people. Waffle House knows they're going to get a lot of people. They're going to understaff it because they don't have to pay the labor and just make people there work harder. Even that's a business practice that they do. Understaffed, man. That's just post-COVID era because people realize that this industry is basically domestic servitude. It is shitty. That's a part of it. But I still believe even still, even before COVID, they were still understaffed. I have still barely had people in it. Chili still had one, one waitress waiting 10 tables. Because that's how they staffed that night. Oh, that's my niece. I can't press that. <laughs> that's my niece. Sorry. But yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. It's, it's a business model that most restaurants take, which is a bad business model. And a lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want to feel like servants. Nobody wants to get abused for money. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. I know for me, I never worked in a actual like restaurant. I've done fast casual um, restaurants and coffee shops, essentially in retail. <laughs> so uh, for me, my experience for like at coffee shops, fucking worse because you get everyone when they're under caffeinated first thing in the morning. They're assholes. Like, and I got paid salary. Not a good one, but I got salary wage, um, and it's still pretty shit work. So I would have to agree there. But as far as like slavery in its you know purest definition and form of not getting paid, restaurants are pretty damn close. I'm not going to hold you because that two dollars is some bullshit. Um, yeah, and then and then you have to declare your tips on your taxes. Like fuck you, that was my money. I worked hard for that. I mean. But, but that's with taxes in general. I, I know, right? Even if I make salary, I worked for my money. Why are you 
taking 37 yeah but i have to add up like my two dollars <laughs> here my credit card like you're supposed to keep track like the of fact that. that there's two separate gross and then net like that's retarded man like i should be able to make all the money i got it's rich can't use that word man what <laughs> she said what oh i'm sorry <laughs> he's a work in progress y'all he, i he, am i'm working he's trying, okay <laughs> <laughs> have a can fight part on your resume. I literally just read that. <laughs> but yeah, can fight. I mean, outside of the the obvious, like jail, like we know jail is a that's a slave system. One, they don't have a choice, right? It's work for five cents. Do what we tell you to do, or get beat, literally, or get beat, get thrown in a hole, solitude, mm -hmm. and then worst case scenario, get time added onto your sentence because you don't want to work for free. Right. And like the work isn't just like passive work. It's the upkeep of the prison system. It's the, you know, mm -hmm. like you're the one fixing the light bulbs so that they don't have to pay mm -hmm. a contractor to come in. Um, and, yep. you know, whatever else, like there's a lot that mm -hmm. prisoners do but for us. That's out of the United States. Oh, there's 167 countries that still have a form of like slavery where slavery is still a thing to them. That's just how they do. And yeah. they're, they're smaller countries. I wouldn't know. So no big country with a... Nah, India. Oh, well, yeah. India's pretty big. <laughs> Not pretty big. India's pretty, it's pretty big. India's huge. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, like number one. Um, yeah. We're right I think up they there, like a billion? Are they at a billion? Just India? I think so. I, you're asking the wrong person. That's not my India job, got a lot. Dude. Um... But Dre, you were going to say something. Um, I don't. Oh, I was just saying, um, what's it called? Like, it should be illegal. Obviously, it's not, but it should be illegal to buy uh, prison systems directly bypass the 13th Amendment, which is allowing them to get free slave labor. Mm -hmm. Nah, it's not bypassing, it's they following it. it. <laughs> they were like, bat. Yeah, they looked at it. They were like, fuck y'all. Anyway. Exactly. Like, okay. And then that's when you started getting, you know, the war on drugs and like infiltrating black neighborhoods, putting them into the jail system. Like once you're convicted, mm -hmm. not only do you go to jail, serve your time and have servitude, then you come out of jail and you're transitioning back into regular civilian life. And, you know, that is not usually an easy path for so many people that then puts them back in jail or mm -hmm. whatever they need to do to, you know, stay on their feet is usually a harder road to do it the legal way than to just. So, American jails have never been a rehabilitation center. Ever. I don't think that was ever their plan, ever their goal. It was to treat you and get as much free labor as possible out of you. And then knowing the statistics of what happens once we break you down inside of here, the odds of you coming back are even higher. So now it's, we don't have to focus our energy on catching new criminals. We'll just catch the old ones, you know, mm -hmm. the ones that got out on parole and then messed up their parole. Now you're coming back and we add those new charges on top of the fact that you violated parole on top of that. And they just go from, I, I believe they, they purposely designed it that way. Of course. And then each state has its own laws on how their prisons work. It's each state. 
and then each state will go by and then they're like okay cool now we're going to make this a privately privately owned thing where we're going to have shareholders and investors that are privately owned to keep it rolling like this prisons are prisons are business and they're yeah. the business of slavery yeah. legal Michelle made the comment um, that I saw and it just reminded me of when I was like 18. Um, so she said in Georgia, they are present, the prisoners that work the grounds and landscaping for the towns, sometimes they be on chain gang. Like it's wild as fuck, like literal slaves. And so when I say that reminds me of being 18, it has nothing to do with being a slave. But I had a job in which we, um, I worked for uh, MDOT, so the Michigan Department of Transportation, and we cleaned the side of the highways. So it was, I was a supervisor and I had like four or five, 15, 16 year olds in my truck. And we just got an assignment. We drive over there and we clean up and people would think we were like juvenile delinquents all the time. Um, but it was an actual job. And we got paid for it. But that was kind of my experience because you were definitely profiled as being prisoners essentially because that's what you're used to seeing fixing the roads and what our tax money goes to fixing the roads says a lot of that is they're prisoners and they're not getting paid for that mm -mm. that's why i'm trying to figure out how taxes are paid to fix the road that's why you know it never gets fixed i'm gonna pay you pay taxes you pay three million dollars you pay a hundred a hundred thousand of that three million to slave workers and you got 900 of them and then now they're gonna fix the road Mm -hmm. You just pocket the rest of the money. There go your Christmas bonus. You messed up, and then they come back to do it again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, they know it's a thing. Mm -hmm. They know it's a thing everywhere. And I was wrong. Pretty much all of the big countries are the ones that still have slavery. India, <laughs> China, Afghanistan, North Korea, Nigeria, <laughs> Iran. And, we're, we're, and now, obviously... Places like China and India are higher because they have higher population. Larger population, right? So, through comparison, they will naturally have more slaves. But just the fact that it still exists. Yeah, there's 40 million enslaved people, like, in 2022 mm -hmm. in the world. 40 million. And it doesn't all look like what slavery looks like in the United States, obviously. Like, it's still terrible because people are being worked for no money. Um, in a lot of cases, it looks like essentially the maid or whoever's in your house just is working for shelter and a hot meal. Or the um, mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, so not to say that that's good in any way, shape or form, but I feel like I, in my, when, as I was looking up things and all of that, I saw a lot of people talking about, well, you know, all of this slavery is going on around the world, but we only care about, you know, what happened in America 200 years ago. Pause. First of all, it's not 200 years ago. Like there are people still like enslaved. There were, there were slaves in the 1960s. Like, we have Juneteenth, and we celebrate Juneteenth as far as knowing you're free, but when your situation is what your situation is, and brute force is still being used over you, mm -hmm. and no one's coming to police that plantation, yeah. like, <laughs> you're going to get away with it. Yeah. Um, much they, like Sundown Town. I want them to say 200, like, 200 is a long time. 1980 was 40 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And that's still modern time. 1980 Absolutely. is modern time. And that was 40 years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Dang. Yeah, 200 wasn't a long time ago. It isn't that long. <laughs> it's still, like, and <clears throat> what I mean by that is it's still a different form of slavery. Like, what we're upset about is you ripping us from our homes, bringing us here, building an entire country on our backs, and then using racism that even when we're free to still keep us out of being free versus enslavement in other countries are enslaving the people of that country. You know what I mean? You're, it's their own people. It's not always brute force. It's, it's a different definition than what black people complain about or the, you know, the way other people view it. It's just like how they say, that, oh, that was a long time ago. It doesn't exist anymore. That's a lie. You were just racist 10 seconds ago. Not you, but you know, tell the white man, you were just racist 10 seconds ago. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Y'all just want us to believe it was that long ago so that way we don't talk about it. And that's the, the important is, I guarantee CRT. you, what, what, what they fear the most is that black people will eventually treat them the way they treated us. Mm-hmm. And that's Ooh. what they're scared of. They're like, oh, shit. They're becoming minorities. That's why they overturned Roe v. Wade. Absolutely. Like, oh, shit, if, they, if they ever treat us the way we treated them, then you know that's going to be the end of the of the white race. When we don't really care to treat you the same way, we just no. want you to stop treating us this way. That's exactly. all. Exactly. Like we don't. We're not sitting up here with all the energy and the hate, you know, to yeah. do that back. Like because we don't have the law on our side to do it back. Alone. <laughs> just leave us be. Exactly. Like let me live, bro. Like, dead ass. Um, but yeah. Oh, something else I found out. The, so the state of Mississippi did not legally end enslavement, like within their laws, until 2013. So it's a relatively recent. And to this day, there are still people who live, you know, on plantations, in slave quarters, work on plantations. Um, you know, maybe for pay or just indentured servitude or whatever kind of loophole one can find. So that's like modern day Mississippi. Just crazy. Um, duly noted not to visit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It's cool. You'll be in the house anyways. There's nothing in Mississippi to do anyway. Not in the I mean, house. The entire state of Mississippi is a big Big land of nothing. Being in the house, it was like, people act like that was the good life. That's literally, you were having sex with massive. Like, you were being raped in the house. I mean, that was good, but it was like, you picked one end of the sword. It's just a double-edged sword. Right. No, I feel it. I'm just saying, as a light-skinned person has been told that all their life, <laughs> like, I mean- my rebuttal is, the fuck... Like I was still being fucked with, so. I mean, I don't know, man. The lighter, the lighter skin toned people weren't as abused. Not, not they weren't as abused. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they weren't abused. They weren't as abused because, especially if you're a woman, he didn't. The master didn't want to see all of the bruises, bruises. on your body. He didn't want to see that, and that's why he put you in the house to cook and all that other stuff. Right, you were subject to other stuff. We go. That's a whole nother ball game. We gonna talk about that. But you're right. But you definitely wasn't getting a good old whip across the back. 
I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. You know what I'm saying? So, but, yeah. So, are there any other forms of modern day slavery that you guys? Not, I, I, not necessarily for me. Not necessarily slavery, right? Mm-hmm. Just injustices across the board, right? One of the main reasons why I chose to become an entrepreneur was to hire other black people. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to hire white people, but to hire other black people to give them opportunities that I know, I know for a fact, if they went to corporate America to try to get this job with these qualifications, they they you have to have higher qualifications to get selected over the white male who might have slightly less qualification mm-hmm. than you but because he is a white male who can somewhat meet the bare minimum and his they will pick him especially if your name doesn't sound ghetto they want they wanted that's why parents started naming their children names that people could say richard Brittany, jasmine Something that doesn't like it, it correlates. It was the people. skipping over DeAndre for me. But when, you look, when I look, when you look at a resume, Ashley. not a single white person name is DeAndre. That's not what? one. Damn. So when they're when they're looking at resumes, the first thing that they're looking at are people's names. Mm-hmm. They're looking at your first name and they're looking at your last name. And that's 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 right there is your first shot at the job. They they ain't they ain't even skimmed the resume yet. You can be DeAndre, the PhD. It could literally have PhD right up under as your education in forensic science. And they're going to look like, nah, his name DeAndre. Brad, however, has a <laughs> bachelor's and associates in biology. He can take the job. Right. To answer your question, Britt, yes, there is uh, different forms of slavery, especially modern day. Uh, sex trafficking is, to this day, one of the biggest versions of it, especially with like the uh, the issues going on with Lyft and a couple women being snatched. Mm-hmm. I would argue that they definitely fight that more though than modern day slavery, like jails and like businesses and stuff like that. Sex trafficking, they definitely crack down on a lot more. You will definitely get. They, they don't care what color you are. You'll definitely get time for sex trafficking. That like you 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 probably ain't gonna ever get out of jail for that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And the the whole thing with Lyft and Uber is that's scary. But you've been hearing those stories more and more of just um, you know getting picked up and being taken in the opposite direction. I I don't know. It's scary. I'm kind of really glad that I don't that I'm not out here just living my best single life, <laughs> the woman. Because I, I really don't go anywhere without Jamal. Um, but I mean, yeah. This- but that's that's those are things that I want to teach my daughter not to be so naive and oh I can just you know do this by myself I don't you know like there's people that say that like oh you don't need friends to travel the world first off you don't need them but it's surely not the best idea to travel cross country just cross country cross state by yourself mm-hmm. that is not a good idea this is just a terrible idea if you're the only one yeah you should have a friend. <laughs> A friend, One a friend. couple of friends. It is completely insane right. to go international by yourself. That's that's almost that's. I don't want to say it's illogical, but it's 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 a very bad idea. People don't do that. Can no, travel, it's illogical. And travel with friends. 
travel with people so that someone has your back. Keep the blicky on you at all times. Okay. Dre, you said you don't think that's illogical. I said I would agree that it's illogical. Uh, Oh, Oh, uh, yeah. I just, I didn't want to tell people that they're illogical for wanting to go places by themselves. I know a lot of people are loners, but you just, the, the, your risk factors. Always have your safety as a priority. So, yes, you should have some person with you. Especially as an American. Yeah. Going to a lot of these different countries, your like, risk factors uh, go through the roof. Like American at that, because you know everybody else don't like you like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you, go, you, you get to another country, they will know for a fact. You. Oh, you're American. Oh, see, we the stuff we watch on TV here, and the persona that y'all have as the bullies of the world, and uh, I'm here to colonize, take over. Mm-hmm. They really don't like you. They do not bang with any Americans at all. No. Don't like you. They and don't let it be a country you. where you don't know their language. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You go in there not having learned their language or their culture. Turn it right back around. And don't be the black person in a whole other country. Oh, my God. You're automatically the problem. You yeah. You can just, to, you down. to Michelle's point, she said, I think as long as you check in and turn on your location for folks, it should be cool. Like people get snatchy then even when they're with other people, which is absolutely true. Um, and I'm not like you said, I'm not telling you not to travel, but it you have to be safe and communication is key. But if something happens to you and you're in another country yeah. and no I'm one else is with you, no odds, one else can help you. The odds are higher. When you're by yourself, right? And then you know what I'm saying? When you're basically when you're with other people, when when women travel out, right, and they with a group of their friends, the odds of a man approaching you in the group are a lot lower than if you're by yourself and then he approaches you. That's, true. that's and that's just a club scene. So imagine in a whole nother country, you by yourself, and these men don't have the same wherewithal of normal men. Like they, they don't mind approaching you, they don't mind touching you. They don't mind doing it because in their culture, that's what they do. So, you know, now your odds uh, just went through the roof. And then sex trafficking in those countries might be a lot higher. Oh, they're definitely higher. Not you know even- what I'm saying? You, yeah. you, location on the night, pimp, I can't get to you if you in France. <laughs> I, I can't find I can't get to you. <laughs> you know? And you by yourself, I just don't think it's a good idea. You know? But I, my wife don't go a lot of places by herself, you know, and she keep the bleaky with it everywhere she go. So if she gets shot up. That's on your, that's your phone. Good. You know, I always, I always, but I don't care what the second amendment say, what they try to do with it. Oh, gun restriction, my ass. Look, cause this man don't care about the gun law at all. He going to try to snatch me regardless. So I'm gonna make sure he get a few hot shells before he try to take it. <laughs> Also, another major form of slavery that I know you and me, Brittany, are very, very uh, familiar with is bonded labor or debt bondage, a.k.a. fucking Sally Mae. <laughs> Sally Mae. If you don't know yeah. what it is, that is student loan debt. Anybody who's been to college says fuck Sally Mae with the utmost confidence. I don't need the military man to raise his hand. I just want to know how you figure I don't know anything about student loan debts. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you went to college. I never asked. I have a bachelor's in business. Of course I went to college. I never knew that, so I didn't ask. Yes. Also, you know, 
you have the GI Bill. I'm assuming that kicked in for you. <laughs> that doesn't mean I didn't take out student that's, loans. And that's a blessing. It didn't mean I didn't take out student loans. It's never an issue for you. I feel you. It is. I mean, it may be. We don't know. Yes, Biden needs to forgive them loans. Like, because I already forgave myself. That's, you know what? I have come to terms with the fact that I'm not a psychologist. Um, and I think he should come to terms with the fact that I didn't use that degree. That's debatable because I see both sides of that, right? Where, like, I believe that college, the college, certain college degrees are just overly expensive, right? And then that you took a lot of unnecessary classes. Absolutely. Like, if I'm if I'm trying to be an art major, I don't understand why I'm taking geography. PE. Why are you taking PE? Why am I PE? Like, I walked to class today. Like, yeah. why 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 do I why do why do I have a Negro spiritual ca- class? I'm taking I'm, I'm an arts major, bro. Like I don't need a Negro spiritual class. So that's wasted money. Mm-hmm. However, you did borrow that money, and it's not like you un- un- unknowingly borrowed the money. You did. You should probably pay a portion. I say a portion of it back. Add up the amount of actual classes that it took to get that degree and not these extracurricular. Like, I, why do I need to take extra classes and electives to get a degree? Why don't I just take the core classes necessary to get the degree? Right. I just want to say that to that point, Rich, most people that went to college weren't even old enough to drink before they had thousands of dollars of debt in their name. I would agree with you. That's true. Like, you just shouldn't be able to get a student loan if you were not able to drink. Like, that's that's ridiculous to me. But then you also wouldn't be able. To, so I, I believe that college should be free up to a bachelor's. It should. I believe college should be free up to a bachelor's. Now, your master's and your Ph.D. programs, that's where the money kicks in. But if we waited till people were 21, no one would go to college because by the time you hit 21, most people are starting to enter into their adult life where they're doing their own things and they're just moving on. Yes, they get them young because they don't have a full understanding of finance. Correct, they do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to start, they start their career, you start your careers younger versus starting your careers later in life. Yes. Uh, But yeah, I I mean, I would agree. It's easier to get a student loan debt. I can take out $100,000 in student loan debt, but I cannot take out a $100,000 business loan to start a business. Nope. Mm -hmm. I cannot buy a house. I can't take out a two. Not at eighteen. I can go buy four cars. Four cars. I can go to Nissan today, get a loan. I can go to Chevy tomorrow, get a loan. Have a down payment. I can go to Ford the next day, and they will give me a car loan, and take out ninety thousand dollars worth of auto loan debt. Can I get out? It take you longer to find a one bedroom apartment and to be able to get that apartment than you would getting student loan debt. Right. It's ridiculous. I can go invest and I can find a place to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's what's ridiculous. And that place to live. Rent for place I was going to say, live. yeah, you have to make that's three times. Three times the rent? Or, fi- or hope a parent will co-sign. Or, you know what I mean? Or something. Like at, at that age, you need a parent to co-sign. You need something. I don't mind the guardian co-signing for the apartment. But the issue is... is Sometimes the guardian does. That's the issue. <laughs> The guardian wants to co-sign for the oh well, well yeah the guardian but I don't I don't I don't mind that being a, a prerequisite like hey if you're eighteen right eighteen to twenty yeah like you need a you need a guardian to co-sign for the apartment I don't mind that but then if the guardian has a place to live already right they have their own home and they're paying a mortgage they 
or they live in an apartment where they already have to make two, three times the rent. Then you're going to add another apartment where they're going to want you to make two, three times that rent as well. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to take into account the fact that you already pay rent somewhere, which makes it even harder. It's funny that they take that into account for something like this, but they don't take it into account for anything else. Nope. Like, if we go back to, like, talking about child support, they're not like, oh, you pay this and this and this. They're like, nah, you got to pay this. Like, they don't worry about anything else you pay. They'd be like, what? You got all those bills? Yeah, we don't care. You make, what's your net or your mm-hmm. gross? Your gross is 50000 Yeah, you're going to pay child support based off of that. Right. Like, what? I, need, I pay child support before I get taxed. <laughs> like, <laughs> <all of that. laughs> then got to pay bills. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> taxes. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. It, like that's a, that's a, whole, a whole nother form of slavery. <laughs> hey, let's talk about it. We're talking about it. A whole nother form of locked up, can't do anything, no matter what, because they can take everything from you. They right. Take your bank account. You can't travel. They'll, they'll, they'll freeze your um your passport. They, you can't even order a new one if you have a certain, much, certain amount of debt. Any money that comes into your account automatically goes to them until it's clear. <sighs> Automatic, you have no say so. The bank has no say so. It right. comes straight from the attorney general and they say, freeze that account. The bank says, sorry, nothing we can do. We have to freeze this account. Mm-hmm. I just put 10 grand in that account. I know none of that is yours. Wait, what you mean? I got I have bills to pay. We know. Sucks. <laughs> Can't right. do nothing about that. And then it'll take it'll take the attorney general or the child support office two weeks to clear it up. And then it still take your bank another seven days after they cleared it up for two weeks on their end before the funds. It's been three weeks before you get your money. You're behind on bills left and right mm-hmm. before that money's cleared up. I'm not talking about what I've heard. I'm talking about what I know, what I have experienced. They will freeze the fuck out of your account and they will look at you and say, sucks. Sorry, you can't cash a check. You can't do anything. Right. You can't do nothing. They will literally just hold you bound. And you better pray that you got cash on you or that you got somebody that'll hold you down until, you know, they clear it up. And see, student loans will do that, but not to that extreme of an extent. Mm-hmm. They'll just take your tax returns. Because mm-hmm. I remember yeah. like, Two years ago, I was return coming back. I was getting like a stack. I looked at my little app. It was like snatched by the uh, mm-hmm. student loan. Like, oh fuck you! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's crazy is they don't even explain what happened. No, they don't. Um, oh, I'll file my taxes, and my accountant would be like, "Oh yeah, you know, you're getting like you know nine grand back." Okay, cool. I look at my account. I check the IRS. They be like, "Hey." Your return has been modified or altered because of X, Y, and Z. They don't tell you what. They don't tell you how much. And then when you look at your account, you like you got a fifteen hundred dollars. You like whoa, wait, I was <laughs> supposed to get nine. Mm-hmm. What happened? You'll get. You know when you'll get that letter that they took it from you three months later. Absolutely. When they say, "Oh, you paid X amount," they reopen that wound. <laughs> wait, wait, why? Why did we do? Why did we go through this? And they'll do it. They won't even ask you. They just, won't even ask. Oh, no. legit, just take it, bro. Mm-mm. Yeah, that shit sucks. 
I've, you know, been both hit home uh, personally, mm-hmm. real, real close to my heart. So, but at least student loan debts, you you can wait until, or they can be deferred until after you've gotten your degree. Yes, that's what can't be deferred at all. If and anything, they can do gonna, other deferments too. They're trying to make it to where you pay before the baby even get here. They ain't deferring shit. Yep, they're trying to to set it back nine months. Figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any other ones you wanted to talk about before I move on? Nah, I think people know what it is. The debt bondage. The debt bondage. Yeah. It sounds like debt slavery. Part BDSM, part like <laughs> like kind of sexy, but not. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so my next question. Um, so what are some existing cultural norms within the black culture that derive from slavery that show that we're we're not too far off from beating kids? Beating mm. kids. About okay. I want you to kind of explain when you say beating kids. Are we talking about like actual abuse beating, or are we just talking about whoop, you're just saying whooping them in general, or are you talking about like beating them? No, 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 no. Whoop, whoopings, my bad, my bad. I should have clarified that's on me. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, uh, whoopings. Apologies for the misunderstanding. That's what okay. I'm, but yeah, um. So you're saying that we shouldn't whoop our kids or that we just shouldn't beat them? Like the belt or whatever. Need to do that. The extra things aside yeah. from a, a pop on the on the hands. I don't. Uh, I do I that. Know. I would. I would absolutely disagree uh, on whooping. I think whooping is okay. I do not agree with beating your children. That is unnecessary. But whooping, I fully believe in the phrase that pain retains. It, it because it's there's a lot of things that we do in life that you know is painful and you won't do it. You know that the stove is hot. Not through just because someone said it, but when you went to go try to reach it, that you felt heat coming from it, and you know that if you touch it, you burn yourself, it hurts. So certain things you know that might cause pain, you will refrain from doing. So my children most likely will refrain from doing certain things, not everything. Children are mischievous. They will do all kinds of shit just because. But there are certain things that they will not do because they don't want to be in pain. Now, just sneakier. It just depends. It depends. I'm not saying children are creative. I did some crazy things as teenagers, but there are a lot of stuff that I did not do because I feared my grandmother. Absolutely. I feared her through not disappointing her. And I feared that I just didn't want to get my ass beat. Old people got hands and they got different kinds of hands. And I'm not, I wasn't trying to experience that. Afraid of them. That's the part that's been derived from yeah, parenting from fear. Afraid of your parent or your grandparent? It's not. It's afraid. not afraid. It's reason to fear your guardian. That is ridiculous. It's not because there's certain because I believe there are certain things that even through that that you won't do be through fear, right? I won't jump off of cliff because I'm scared of heights. So there's certain things through fear that I will not do. That's it. Now there's certain things that I'm just gonna say fuck it and do it anyway. There are those things, but there's just certain things and there's a line, there's a baseline where I'm like, you know what? I'll do all this other stuff, but I will not do this. What does it have to do with fear and respect? 
because th those things will teach you certain things not to do. I know because of fear, I'm not going to steal from my grandmother. Because of fear. If I didn't have the fear of stealing from her, I would just do it. And then what? Was she going to talk to me? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 16-year-old boy. Talking don't mean shit to me. It don't. It means nothing. You're just going to tell me not to do it. And because I have no fear of any repercussions or anything that's going to happen, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, I mean, am so, I wrong? You're not wrong. Um, so Jamal and I, we don't uh, whip our children. All three of them. And um, we we talk to them. We reason with them. We have conversations with them. We do time out um, with snuggles. And, and I do think there's a certain age where obviously that kicks in, the ability to talk to your child. Um, so we have like popped him on the butt with our hands. We don't use anything else, though. We're not pulling out belts. Like we're not leaving welts. I remember my mom once beat me with a fucking boot. And I had welts on, like, the back that's of my legs. And... That's not a whooping. That's a beating. That's different. No, that's still within the realms of whooping. Like, that's no still how black people... Boot is not a whooping. That's not... It's because I took her shoes to go see my boyfriend, who was 20 when I was 16. So she used the shoes that I took. <laughs> I'd have just beat you anyway. I'm just saying. Um, but that's still within the realms of what black people view as, as whooping. It's, it's just they're, they're not going to be like, oh, no, nah, that was too far. She used a boot. No, like they use whatever the fuck they could what, find. What, what, what would your mother would have been able to say? At 16, what would she have been able to tell you at 16 you're, that you would have understood and be like, you know what, mama, you're right. I'm not going to do that to go see this 20 year old man. Um, I feel like there's things she could. We could have we could have talked. I'm like the disappointment, like, like me disappointing right. her, was enough for me. No, I would not have said you're right. I'm 16, but that doesn't change the fact that I would, you know, if I punished, I wasn't a bad like kid. So if she were to have punished me, I would have adhered to said punishment and essentially learned my lesson. Like I got punished for being late, and I am a very fucking punctual person now. Like so, and it didn't involve being whooped. It was just a punishment that stuck in my head is something that I have to get better at. So, you know. Um, to each his own. I've met kids. I've dealt with kids. Oh, no. I've dealt with kids that need to be whooped. Too. Been, but that's nothing. because that's how they they probably were raised in households where they were whooped. So now they have a higher tolerance. They're not going to listen to somebody just raising their voice. No, you got to. We got to tussle. We got to up the ante, and then you But that's not okay. It's not okay. We shouldn't have to up the ante. Like, my it's child should respect anybody without them having to put their hands on them. Because now I'm telling, I'm I'm basically sending my child out in the world saying, nah, somebody going to beat your ass in order for you to listen. Like, No. I, first off, I believe that there can be a happy medium. I feel like you can you have conversations and whoop your kids at the same time. But like not not at the same time, like as I'm beating you, I'm talking. But it exists. Wait, no, I did you not understand that you use the word beating and whooping well, I'm sorry. interchangeably. No, but that's how it's viewed. Right. You can whoop your kids and talk at this at the same level, right? So yeah. I can I can I can explain what happened and why you received your whooping and what and why it happened that way. Because I asked you multiple times to do this, this, and this. 
and you did not do it or you chose to do this instead or you know you know that curfew is at x time and i know you as my child you don't listen to anything until things get physical so i gotta show you a realm of physicality and then you're like oh he's serious he's not just talking i feel you so are there any other because we could go on for a while on this any other uh cultural norms i know for me one of the ones is soul food like that came from slavery those are the scraps of foods and what we got cornbread which we talk about with cam all the time cornbread is delicious it is absolutely and i'm not saying it's not good <laughs> saying these recipes didn't come from africa they, they came from what we were given as slaves like a lot of stuff is delicious though some stuff we you know you put the you put it in right grandma we hand. did it right yeah she did it right like you know i feel it oxtail you know some neck bones turkey necks like she did it right she mm -hmm. you know i don't know about them chitlins though them chitlins and pig feet you can keep that stuff the liver keep that stuff i don't Even know britney said it's said that liver's good for you that is Wow, that is very anti-black statement right there, Britt. It is. Cornbread is now. Oh, we um, we at unapologetically black do not support the comments of. Do Britt. not support that. No, that's not me. It's the other Brit. <laughs> For anyone tuning in, um, but yeah, no, I agree. Soul food is one. Jumping the broom, as like a wedding. Oh, I don't. Uh, no, I don't do that stuff. I don't do it either. But that's it. It came from slavery. Like that's how they they showed their commitment. You're not. You know what I mean? They jumped the broom. I didn't do it because my, my wife is clumsy and she'd have tripped over the broom trying to jump over it. And now instead of being at a reception, we're at a hospital <laughs> at the ER. <laughs> her ankle trying to jump over a broom. I feel that. 210% because I too am clumsy and I watch women run in heels and I'm like, that could never be me. But jumping <laughs> a broom, I too would be. Honestly, on my birthday last year um i had on wedges and we went golfing and my ankles were like bambi like they were not they were weak so i couldn't imagine like <laughs> i went to swing to golf and like my legs just gave out and i was on my ass so ever seen her attempt to balance in person i would have paid money to see that because that would have been hilarious <laughs> it was pretty funny it was definitely funny i'm i'm not gonna hold you um but yeah, and then another one that Jamal had brought up, and I'm pretty sure he's not with us right now. He um, <laughs> and he had brought up like getting drunk on Saturdays. That was something that the slave owners kind of pushed, um, and that the he slaves did. Yeah, they would drink hooch and stuff that they made on Saturdays. Um, I really wish he was here to explain it better than now I can because he told me about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting drunk on the weekends is something apparently from that time as well. Also a good one. I mean, I don't mind getting drunk on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On a Saturday. And then after Saturday is Sunday in Christianity is probably yeah. one of the biggest things that have left a large impression on the black community post-slavery and we've talked about this a lot but right. but i mean yes and no i mean because christianity is a big thing just in melanated countries across the world so it's it's not just america but that was one of the biggest um it's one of the biggest 
um, religions that America, one, it was the religion that America was founded on. Mm-hmm. That was pushed to all slaves was Christianity as they said, Jesus loves you, and then slap your ass with a fucking whip. Right. Or, yeah. Mind you, they did this, uh, you know, in the 1300s as they were killing people, you know, in the name of Jesus, we're going to, you know, sacrifice this woman and set her on fire, you know, off up as a burnt offering. (laughs) Right. I I feel like people have twisted Christianity so much that uh, from that standpoint, that is crazy. Yeah, no, I, I I agree that it's been twisted, but I feel like it was also just used in order to create, um, a you know, a group mindset as much as they could to use that fear to stay in line. I mean, because like we said with Kanye making his statement, you know, slavery was a choice. It wasn't necessarily a choice as much as it essentially was brute force and and brainwashing. Right, you're taking like you're taking people from their country. They're, you're intermixing them, so they don't even always speak the same languages with each other. <laughs> and then you're forcing a white deity on them. And even as as you as they bred through the years through slavery, to and they had children that were born in slavery, lived through slavery. It's just like yeah, they were just taught by the older people like no, we don't go against that. Don't do that. You gonna you know because every now and then they'll just come take your child. Exactly. And so what you do is you try your best to the next child that you have, please stay in line. Please don't do this because if you mm-hmm. don't, they will take you. And so they were, they were just brainwashed so much that they thought they couldn't fight back. And that's and why there were still slaves in the 1960s. Like, right. But that's why there were still slaves in the 1960s because it was ingrained in that family. Mm-hmm. It was the same family of people. It's not like you brought in other people. I mean, just Harry made Tuttle it through the generation. Kanye West before Kanye West. She was the Kanye West of her time. Well, speaking of Harriet Tubman, if there is, um, first of all, is there anything else you guys wanted to to mention before I wrap things up? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, speaking of Harriet Tubman, tomorrow we will be interviewing David Alston, um, who is Harriet Tubman's third cousin. Uh, We'll be talking about... His mission. You can't laugh before we interview the man. Nobody <laughs> can't watch this interview. Tell That's what me. I said on Saturday with your ass laugh, Rich. <laughs> like you innocent. <laughs> um, okay, anywho. Um, so we'll be talking about his mission, his business, and his nonprofit and what he's doing. Um, so we are excited about that conversation. Um, but yeah, sorry. Mm. Go ahead, Dre. Uh, I had completely forgotten about Wednesday and I was just going to go straight to the next Tuesday. True. Hmm? What's Wednesday? Uh, we're interviewing, um, Harriet Tubman's third cousin. Oh, tomorrow. Yes, that's tomorrow. Wednesday. I fall. don't know what day, what is, I'm, I'm just living at this point. <laughs> Well, we're glad when you show up on time. Which typically happens right when you text and say, hey, Rich, we're waiting on you. (laughs) (laughs) But you show up on time. Like, oh, that is today, isn't it? Okay. Look, Archie said he's setting his clock. Oh, it'll be at 8.30 p.m. EST. So that's like 7.30 your time, Arch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Arch, I was going to do a photo shoot with Arch in Houston. Um, My bad. I had some hiccups here. 
in Ohio, so I couldn't make it out. But we're going to still get together. We're going to do that photo shoot. We're going to meet up somewhere out here so that, you know, all of us can get together. They do some more shoots out here. But, yeah, so take us home. All right. Well, to follow up with my closeout, even though I'm skipping over Wednesday and Shit Talk Saturday, much like the stock that life gifted me with, even though our views are mostly black, we have to have a little bit of white in there to understand the gray area of understanding. <laughs> I love it. What? I love it. Close us out more often, Dre. Oh, God. Trying to uh, dive a little bit deeper into what white privilege is. And we're going to have a longtime friend of mine joining us. And yes, he's white to try to explain what it's like to live in, well, to a, a white world with, as a white man. <laughs> with that said, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically black. Gang. See ya. Have a good night.